24 hours a day. Radio Contact. Podcast. I'm Rob Parks and we're here talking all things Salford Red Devil German show this week. As ever, we have Paul Whiteside. All right, Paul? Hey, Rob, you okay? Yeah, very good. How's your week been? Yeah, yes. Good. Good, mate. Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. It's Thursday night now, isn't it? So it seems a, it seems a while ago since the, the Warrington game. It, it, it cheered me up knowing that game after the miserable defeat to Huddersfield the week before. We had a, we had a great night, didn't we, away at Warrington? Wasn't it? Night really, it makes the weekend then, right? The Saturday Sunday seemed to uh, it all blended into one for me last weekend. It was a great weekend, great result, and uh, looking forward to this weekend. Yeah, I've had, a, had a good week myself, Paul, with the uh, 50 years since the, we landed on the moon. Uh, they had the, uh, the semi eclipse. Did you see the, the moon being uh, slightly covered the last couple of days? Uh, I, I did. Uh, I've been busy at work, so I've been in boiler, so I've not really been in the sky. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> Oh, at night time. Well, yeah. well, at night time, I've been sleeping, mate. I've been a bit tired, so uh, I forgot all about it. Oh, it's, um, it's far away, it's Saturday, the um, 50th anniversary. Is it the 20th uh, of July, 1969 it was, wasn't it? So it'll be 50 years tomorrow, will it? Yeah, 50 years tomorrow. Uh, I love space, mate. You know how much I love space and planets and all that, aliens and all things like that. It's one of my, one of my things that I, that, that, that I do outside rugby league. And uh, I was stood outside my house watching the uh, the semi uh, eclipse, uh, and one of my neighbours was watching through a pair of binoculars. And uh, I went over, Paul, you know, exchange chat, and he suddenly says to me, "Well, I'm looking at the moon through my binoculars." So I thought, okay, picked up the binoculars, I'd look through. And I can't quite believe how how sort of accurate these binoculars are. You could actually see the kind of craters on the moon. Wow. It was unbelievable. I was like, I actually gasped because I thought, wow, these are just this isn't even a telescope. This is a like a, a binocular. I thought I'd be, you know, thought I'd be pretty far away and be able to see it, but not in that kind of detail. Wow, that that sounds amazing. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm not exactly like a big sort of science, spacey sort of person, but things like that do. I take an interest in it. The stuff that fascinates me. Um, it's like. Things in the sky, like aeroplanes. I'm, I'm fascinated by aeroplanes. Sometimes we have our meetings at work. We go to Cheadle for them. I know I'm going off subject here, but he's right near the airport, and the, the planes come in, landing, and I can't help. I have to stand there and watch them. And, and I do get fascinated by things like that. and space is another thing. You know, the moon and things like that. When you, when you see like that big full moon and that, it does it. it things like that do do fascinate me as well. But I'm not a big space geek like you, but yeah. I suppose it could be with a bit of training. I like I like I like me I like the UFOs, I like aliens, I like space, I like planets. I like all things like that. And um he says to me, I was just talking about the moon and how it was like fifty years ago and he, and he turned around to me and said, I'm a flat earther me myself though and I was looking at him, I was like, What? And he went he tried to convince me that the earth was flat. 
And to be honest, what, what, the more he get, the more he started talking about, it, the more I thought he got a point because there were lots of points where he talked about the moon, the light being in, in the wrong place. I found myself thinking, you know, he, he could have a he could have a point here, but then I thought, no, he can't, he can't, it's not right. People do believe in that, but I have to go away. I have to walk away at that point because I thought to myself, no, I have to I, I have to let my own mind kick in. How can it be flat though? Because it, when you fly an aeroplane, an aeroplane will fly at a certain a certain way, won't it? Because the the the, the world's the, the sphere, so mm. that's why a plane will, will fly in those sort of flight paths, won't they? Yeah. So if the, the Earth was flat, your plane would go a totally different way, wouldn't it? Or am I wrong? He, he said something about the water. If it, if it should, obviously, because it, it was round and the world was spinning and and world was kind of going round the sun, the the water wouldn't wouldn't level out. It, it should, would mm. be like sort of moving. He said. And I think it's probably trying to baffle me with science. To be fair. Yeah, and why don't the water fall off? Because when you look at the say, say you're in space on the moon, yeah. and you look at the look at the globe as you look from space, it's round, isn't it? And then obviously you've got water at the bottom and then water at the top, and it like how doesn't it drop off? Is yeah. that like the like, like the gravity? Or I don't really know. Yeah. Well, it is. It's mind-boggling, really. Didn't you think about it? Yeah, so it was. It was, and, and, and he was like, and then he started talking a bit more, and he was like, "You believe we got to the moon?" And I was like, I "Don't know." Because there's lots of things where, you know, that they talk about and you've seen, I've seen documentaries about. Pro- I think they probably did, but I don't think they got there when they say they did. Well, uh, it's funny enough, I had a chat with a lady at work the other day about it and we were watching it on the news while I was doing a boiler and um, she said to me, she said, I've heard all these rumours about people have said, oh, it was all in a studio and all that, but she said, I don't believe it because they didn't have the technology 50 years ago to stage something like that, whereas now they probably would because you look at like films and that now, the way they have all... You, know, you watch a film now, the special effects and things like that, and you probably would be able to stage something like that now, wouldn't you? But 50 years ago, most films were just you know, bottles of ketchup for, for blood and that, wasn't it, and things like that. So <laughs> I think it's totally different, wasn't it? But we digress, mate. We digress, don't we? Yeah, well, yeah, it, is, it's, it's, uh, it was fantastic. It's, that kind of thing really intrigues me. And, you know... We, Kind of like you know, uh, spikes my you know curiosity in, in everything. Yeah, yeah, it's fascinating stuff. But yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting. Um, obviously, you're probably listening to this tomorrow when it will be the day. So we'll be looking up at the man in the moon and uh, you know looking at all the massive achievements that you know mankind did 50 years ago, which is amazing, really. It makes you think. Hopefully, we'll get to to Mars one day. Don't know. Yeah, I'd settle for getting in the top five first, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which which is more difficult? That's the question. Yeah, it probably is. Who knows? <laughs> so loads going on this week. Um, we're going to look back at the victory against Warrington Wolves on Friday night. All the big news coming out of Salford Devils this week. Uh, I spoke to Josh Johnson and Logan Tompkins after the Warrington game. We've got your amateur report, and then we're going to preview the game against Catman Dragons on Sunday. So what we'll do, we'll start off with a victory against Warrington on Friday night. You're listening to Devil in the Detail and this is your Big Match Review. So, Salford Devils were victorious against Warrington Wolves. It was uh, 22 points to 12, Paul. Fantastic result uh, for Salford Devils after last week's uh, disappointing result. Ian Watson questioned the players' um, attitude and the players responded in a fantastic way 
with a great win against Warrington. Yeah, they certainly did. It was um, a very good 80-minute performance, really, I thought. I thought we nullified Warrington, we nullified Blake Austin and the threats they had. I know their coach sort of pointed to the fact that Mike Cooper and Chris Hill were out and uh, you know his front row were missing. But when you look at the players we had missing, I think it was down to our last 19 players. And you know, I like to see how out missing, Mossop was out, George Griffin's out, Josh Jones was out. I think we had a lot more players missing than them. So you would have expected Warrington to do a job, especially after the Good Friday game as well. And, and, and we didn't. We did exactly the same sort of thing. Again, we took our chances in the, that first half. And uh, we got that one try in the first half and then took our chances just after the half-time break and we were two quick-fire tries. And thought we defended tremendously well. I thought the defence was excellent. Goal-line defence. They had a lot of ball, wanted a lot of pressure. And uh, we soaked it up. And, and as I said, took, took our chances and did a real thoroughly professional job on Warrington, I thought. Yeah, fantastic uh, sort of performance throughout, Paul. Started with a try from Ryan Lannan. Fantastic uh, try from him. Sort of fully 40 metres. Sort of in and out of the full-back and dived over in the corner. I've always said that Ryan Lannan, you know, when he has a point to prove, he's an 8 out of 10 player and he's uh, showing that with all his performances so far this season for us. Yeah, he's a very talented lad, Ryan Lannan. Very talented. I think sometimes with him, he lacks a bit of belief, doesn't he? And when he when he when he does believe that he can do things, he, he does think special things, doesn't he? And that was a good try. He batted himself there. He had the confidence to sort of pin his ears back and, and back himself and go for a line where he could have, you know, he could have gone back inside or he could have chucked out a silly pass or kicked it. He didn't. He held himself together and thought, you know, I'm going to go for this. And and he did. He's a strong lad. He's got a bit of pace as well. And I was delighted for him to, to score. And as I said, we've said last couple of weeks on the podcast, we hope he. You know, perhaps he, we can get him over the line and, and stay next season. But no, good, a good try that, and it was a good start to the game for us. Yeah, we went into half time leading eight points to six after a Christian Inu penalty on the bell. Um, you know, it, it's quite good, obviously. You know, going into what going to, to the lead at half time against Warrington that would have caused you know problems for Warrington Bulls. Obviously, like last time we beat them away from away from home, they're gonna they would have been wondering, oh, here we go again, and that's what happened. We took the second half, you know. Fully, fully strength uh, and gave Warrington a good idea. Yeah, we did. I thought we managed the game really well. You know, Jackson Hastings and um, Tui Lola here. I thought I thought Tui played played really well. He's finding his feet now on attack. He's still not 100% there, is he, on his attack yet? But his defence was really good. He tackled really, really well. Worked his socks off. As did Jackson Hastings. Covered every bladed grass on the pitch, really. He was, he was really good. Chris Wellen was really sharp in the centres. Junior Sauer and Chris Ninu, you know, came up with a great partnership. I mean, I, I looked at the team sheet at the start of the game and thought, blimey, that's a, that's a big gamble playing them two together when not played together all year but they had a really good understanding and that try the flick back from Junior South for, for Chris Ninu was, was a great great finish uh, Chris Wellham scored from a set scrum as well so he was really switched on and Gil Dudson wow what a, what a game he had he was absolutely tremendous he really was you know, charging the ball and he was first for the, the kick chase every time he really did run his blood to water so it was a it was a fantastic all round team performance Robert I thought every single player stood up every single player you know Played well on the night. He, you know, young lad Josh Johnson came in as well from Barrow. Big step up that from the Championship in, into Super League, and he didn't look out of place at all. I thought he run the ball in really well and tried really hard. So it was a very, very pleasing night, and it was great to see Tui Lola here at the end of the game with a big smile on his face. Because I've said it before, you know, I thought Leeds have done the dirty on him really, made him the scapegoat of their problems, and, and, and sort of dumped him really. And, you know, for a young lad like who's coming, you know, halfway across the world. Big confidence blow for him, that. And, you know, to see him smile at the end of the game, I, I thought it was a heartwarming sort of thing. Yeah, what you see, 
with a lot of here. It's little moments of, of, of class where I think it was kind of early in the in the first half. Uh, Wallington made a break down the wing. They kind of kicked over Rebel's head because he, he came to close the defender down. And Lola here swept up behind him. But he kind of slid and caught the ball at the same time. And, you know, it's little things like that you think to yourself, that's class, that. You know, not not to spill the ball, for one. Uh, but obviously collect the ball and keep himself in the in, in the field of play as well. I think it's little, little bits like that. You look at players and you think, you know, he's got something there because he can be able to do that. Yeah, definitely. Well, it's no mug, is it, It's like... It's funny, some players don't work out at certain clubs and they can work out better other clubs. But he's an international player for, for Tonga, he's played in the NRL. So he's got the pedigree, so he's he's not a dummy. And we all know that. And I think he's going to prove now at Salford he's, he's finding his feet under Ian Watson and, and the, the rest of the staff and the players. And I think you'll see a really good player now. You know, give him time and that, I mean... It's going to take him time to settle in it. You know, he got what six or seven games left this season now, and then the big test for him is going to be next season. Get a full pre-season behind him under his belt, playing with his new team. I think you'll see a really good halfback next season. It'll be good to see. I just hope he performs this this season. In a couple of weeks, when we go to Edinburgh, I'd love him to go there and have an absolute stormer and really, uh, really rub it in Leeds's face. That'd, that'd be really nice. That, but uh, but no, we've got a lot of rugby league to play before then, and some some winnable games coming up as well. And, Big test coming up this weekend as well. So, uh, but no, very pleased for for Tui last weekend. Yeah, I think obviously all the hard work from all the players. You got to rely on that little bit of luck as well. And I thought we got that little bit of luck early in the first half. I think it was uh, Josh Charnley tried disallowed. Um, the ball was flat at best. Uh, I think we got away with one there. But a lot of fans sort of have uh, have kind of a conspiracy theory of referees and the RFL going against us. Uh, but for me, we got away with one there because that would have. Sort of changed the game early if one had scored there, but the luck was on our side. Try wasn't given. We got the other end and scored the first try, and that's how it works. Sometimes you know games turn on on uh, sort of some decisions. Sometimes we don't sort of take advantage of, of the decision, or you know we don't obviously get that far up the field to, to make an advantage happen. But this time, Warrington weren't able uh, to score. We on the other end, and the game was out. Yeah, I think sometimes you've got to take that bit of luck, haven't you? I mean, I, I wouldn't say we was blessed with, with luck in certain games. You know, I can't think of many situations like that over the years I've watched of where I've come away from a game thinking, "Wow, we got we got one there." I mean, yeah, perhaps we did in that game, but I think you earn your luck sometimes, don't you? I thought we outworked Warrington. I thought we were a lot more intense than they were. I thought we tackled them into the ground. We we embarrassed them. I thought for the second time this season. And, and you, you, hindsight is a wonderful thing, isn't it? I mean, if they scored that try, could it have been a totally different game? We'll never know that, will we? Well, I thought we'd value for our win. And uh, yeah, we got a slice of luck there and we took an up, we took advantage of it, which is what you've got to do, haven't you? You have. On the side, as a try disallowed. There was, there, was, there was things in that game, I think back into the game, when I thought Warrington had a lot of possession. They had an awful lot of ball at times and countless number of sets of six on our line. I thought referee Chris Kendall gave him the rub of the green with penalties. I thought there was there was a few decisions there that, that went their way, especially in the second half. Um, a couple of uh, a couple of 50-50s went their way. and Like I said, they had a lot of ball and and I thought the, the prop forward for them should have been red-carded for that spear tackle. And Tyrone McCarthy got 10 minutes for that. So really there, I think they should have played for the last 20 minutes with 12 men. I thought that was a really dangerous tackle, that, and uh, you know, something you don't want to see in the game. I think they said in the, in the newspaper it was a crusher tackle, but it wasn't. He dumped him on his head. It was a real spear tackle, that. So you know, I've not actually seen it back, but going off it on the night, I thought it was a bad one. That, and you don't want to be doing that because there's a lot of pressure on someone's neck in it when you drop them into the round. Tyrone felt that it was a, 
they're, they're cheap shots, aren't they? Things like that. So I don't like seeing them in the game. So, uh, so yeah, I think you make your own luck, Robin. I think we did. I think we we did fully, fully deserve that victory. And, you know, me going into the the match on Friday, I I didn't expect us to win that game. I know I predicted us to win, and I always back us, but I sort of went there fearing for us, especially after the the result on Good Friday. I expected. Warrington, because they'd built that game up, hadn't they, on social media and Twitter and one thing and another, that they wanted payback on us and they were going to come out all guns blazing. And, you know, we stopped them, didn't we? And credit to us, we did a great job. I didn't fear us. What what, what I thought was basically, we're going to get a reaction, but Warrington Wolves are a, are a very, very good team. So how can we go, not one level, can we go two levels to beat Warrington? And we did, to me. I thought, I thought you know, Compare it to the performance against Huddersfield the week before it's top and cheese. Thought the boys were, you know, fully committed. Thought, you know, the effort was there, the attitude was there, and and that's what you know going to make this team hopefully go to the next level. If Ian Watson can sort of bottle that and and able to, you know, make the players play like that every week, then obviously we'll, we could be looking at a, a top top four, top five side, easy peasy. But obviously, looking back at the game, Paul, that second half, what what a you know fantastic tries that we served up, up. the uh, the Chris Wellen straight from a scrum kind of in and out run from him, you know burst one and his line straight open, you know that's why I think he's one of the best centres at Arsenal because he's got you know silky hands and a good step too, and he showed that uh, on Friday. Super try, it was it was a great try that we need to, uh, I think we need to clear up with Chris Well and what his plans are for next season because there's all sorts of rumours going on. <laughs> he's retiring. I know his his um, his wife had commented, I think, on one of the social media pages that he wasn't retiring. So we need to, I think, we need to grab a word with him if we can on Sunday and just see what his plans are because I'd love him to to stay at Salford. I, I really like him. I think he's a good player. I think he's he's not as quick as he was. He's, he's getting a bit older now, but he's he's a super player. He's super professional. Um, I, I don't think he gets the credit he deserves sometimes. I think you know, people, that, you know, he's not one of the, the, the big names, is he, so to speak, in, in Super League. But I think he's a quality player. You've only got to look at his, his try record and his, his record at other clubs. He, he really is a quality player. and He'll sniff out a chance, he'll put his winger in as well. And he's got a good pair of hands and, and he works really hard. And I thought he was one of our best players. I mean, it, it was hard to pick a man of the match in that game. I think he's definitely up there in the, in the sort of the top three. I know in the in the Rugby League press he got good a good write up as well. So yeah, super try that though, straight from a set from you know textbook Rugby League. Huh? Yeah, big shout from me this one. I put Chris Wellen in probably our top three centres we've had at the club, apart from well Aaron Moore and Chris Wellen. Got Naylor. Got Naylor. Naylor. Cute little. He's in that. He's in that bracket. Yeah, Mm. McAvoy. Is he better than McAvoy? McAvoy was a bit younger, weren't he? And he completely—he was more versatile than Wellen. I like my centres who play centre. McAvoy was a bit can play in the wing, play fullback, can play centre. Quite versatile, weren't he, when he was here? But as an out-and-out centre, I think he's—he's got to be in the top, maybe three, three or five. Mm. That's how, that's how highly I rate him. Peter Williams, he was a good centre. Um, but yeah, fantastic try from him. And then obviously uh, the Chris Wellen, no, not the, the uh, Christian Inu uh, brace as well. First try, what a fantastic kick from uh, Jackson Hastings to find Inu in space under that much pressure. That that shows how much quality he has because that ball could have gone anywhere. But to be able to compose himself in traffic. And obviously, just pinpoint the ball straight to Winnie, who caught it and crashed over in the corner. 
and it kind of turned the game in our favour that one as well so you know that shows both how good Jackson Hastings is and how good Chris Ewing is to catch it and stop it yeah well he kicked it on the first tackle as well didn't he because the, the Warrington um, Mamo the fullback spilled the ball didn't he and then obviously the referee waves the, waves the tackle countdown to zero and then <clears throat> I remember thinking what are you doing Jackson kicking the bloody ball on the first tackle but he'd pinpointed it for him it was a great kick I and mean, I watched it back on the Super League show yesterday it really was a pinpoint kick great finish from Inu and then I'd said before the, the next try that Inu scored that that sort of alertness from Junior South to knock the ball back knowing he was going to be there you know that, that's that's opportunistic that, that's great play I mean there's been times this season where We've not done things like that. And as you said before, it is about bottling the hope now because if we'd have played half as good as that against Huddersfield the week before, we'd have wiped the floor with them. So, you know, it's all right beating Warrington, but you've got to beat the, no disrespect, but you've got to beat the Huddersfields and the whole KRs as well, haven't you? The, the team's down below you because otherwise there's no point in beating Warrington, is there? It's, it's that consistency now for me and that's what's going to govern whether we finish in that top five or not. We've got winnable games coming up now. Um, if you can say that any game winnable in Super League because it's it's very competitive, but you know we've we've proved we can we can beat these big sides. We've got we've got to start doing this on a consistent basis now. Yeah. So obviously Warrington came at us didn't he, at that point, and we showed some very sort of heroic defending there to to kind of quell uh, the Warrington attack. And, and that <coughs> that moment like that, you think to yourself, we're learning to sort of to deal with pressure moments in pressure games because. On the, obviously, Warrington never really got within striking distance, but that was because we dug in and, and, and defended like Lions, didn't we, in the last sort of 10, 15 minutes. And that will show how far we've come as a team. And, you know, similar things like that in the future, in future games, might be the difference um, in, in the playoffs, maybe. Yeah, I, th- I thought they came, they came close a few times. There was a pass out wide, I think, to Tom Lyon that went into touch. Uh, Blake, I thought that Blake Austin... As much as we marked him well and, and, and defended him well, he's still a class player and he did some lovely touches in that game. He's like his second rower playing at a standoff. He's a huge blow you know, for an half-back and he's so strong and that. He's, he's a pleasure to watch, really, some of the stuff he does. But um, you know, every time he got the ball, my heart was in my mouth because he just makes things happen, doesn't he? But you know, we, we numbered up there and we had to be brave in defence, don't we? Because they've got some big men there uh, who were coming charging onto the ball and... No, we did. We held our line really well and, and that's that sort of determination and, and desire in defence. And, and when we defend and play like that, we can beat anybody in the Super League. We proved it this season and it's just, just keeping that going now. And um, you No, know, it was. It was great to see that. Great, great defence. And you know, It was a fantastic atmosphere behind the sticks. I thought the supporters, you know, standing there, it was, it was great. You know, that, that sort of intensity in, in the stand, it was, it was great. You know, we were all sort of we were sort of pushing Warrington back there. I think we helped the way we helped the Salford defence there because we were behind them. It's fantastic stuff, and that's where you get away games, don't you? You really get that sort of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Atmosphere. That sort of, yeah, that togetherness as well with the supporters, and uh, I think the, I think the players feed off that as well. You know, I think particularly in away games, I think we've, we've saved our best performances, haven't we? Really, and when we've, we've been under the pump a few times, haven't we? in defence and in a way matches and, and, and come up with the goods and uh, it was great to see him that's, that's it right Warrington are a good side aren't they you know, second in the table and, you know looking to, to win trophies again this season and I think they're going to be there or thereabouts but we've done a great job on them twice now yeah two little stories Paul first story uh, the, the crowd was that loud when I was coming down to the press conference in the main stand I thought they, they kind of moved into the, the stand we were in they were that loud considering they were you know 40 metres away from where I was in the corridor, 
like a wall between us as well. There was, there was unbelievable noise after the final whistle. And then when I was in Tesco after the game doing my weekly shot outside the ground. I thought you was only going in for milk. No, well, I thought I just oh, I might as well do it while I'm here. So I did it. Oh, right. And I was I was walking around and some Warrington fans sort of spotted me and we had a chat and he said, you know what? You played really well tonight, but your fans are unreal. You make so much noise. It's so much of a great atmosphere when you boys come to town. You know, congratulations on your win. And I thought to myself, I have to respect that because obviously we aren't, well, I'm not, you are most of the time, but I'm not in the middle of the noise, so you don't really appreciate how loud it is. And, but it's fantastic most of the time. You can, you can see some fans, some opposition fans, sitting and just watching the crowd rather than watching the game. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's, that's kind of the up and respect that you're making so much noise and, you know, <coughs> good and, you know, it's, they're all humorous and, you know, people kind of get sucked into it. And you, you can see opposition fans just sort of sitting and watching. And that, and that shows, and that's like a respect thing for me. I think, you know, the noise is unreal at Warrington, like it is at most away games. Um, and, that's, and that's a little story of the sort I'd, I'd add to the, the combo. Yeah, we've got a fantastic hardcore away following. We always have had in the years I've been watching Solver. We've always had fantastic away following. And yeah, we're not like massive in numbers, but we take a good, we've always got a good following behind us. I always think we have. We always, we're always vocal as well, aren't we? And, you know, some teams will, will come to town, won't they? Some of these big boys and that. And you think, wow, you know, you, you get big crowds at home and you don't bring any fans and you don't really get behind them. It's like the Wigan game a few weeks ago. I, mean, I, don't, I don't like disrespecting clubs and that, and I won't, but when we went to Wigan a few weeks ago, it was like being in a library, mm. wasn't it? You know, in times in that game. Until the Solvers put us singing, there's like sort of 10,000 Wiganers there and don't really get behind and do. Whether that's because they just expect to win, I, I don't know. I'm not a Wigan supporter, but I think we're solving. I think we're all hungry, aren't we, for, for, to get to that sort of... that. That chase in it to get to a to a final or get to the cup final or do well and finish in the top five and you know we're not uh, one thing we always was I don't think we're spoiled for success are we not at all I think we're hungry for it aren't we hungry for any sort of little little bit we can get a top five finish or a good cup run and things like that and and you enjoy it more I think you savour it more don't you and our supporters do I think they appreciate every sort of every tackle every break we appreciate everything that the players do for us and uh, you can you can see that when you when you go to the matches you know it's a, it's a great atmosphere and and I think Warrington is I, I love going there I think it's a great ground to go to um, I used to like going to the old ground at Wildersport I think their supporters are alright as well I've got a lot of time for Warrington I think they're okay I think you can have a good banter with them as well can't you and uh, obviously they've got some sort of fly night supporters haven't they since they've moved there and they've had a few Wembley wins but they're a good club, aren't they? And I always enjoy going there. I think it's a good rivalry we've got with them. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, fantastic performance both on and off the field. Uh, I spoke to Josh Johnson and Logan Tompkins after the game, and this is what I have to say. So I'm joined by Logan Tompkins. Fantastic win, that. Yeah, it was. Uh, the boys are uh, ecstatic about it. Uh, it was a challenge that we was ready for, and you know we, we got questioned last week. Uh, you know our desire and intent, and it was quite, you know, it was hurting a bit uh, after that game last week. So I think we, you know, we put a few things to bed, and uh, we got the result. Yeah, obviously chalk and cheese performance, like you said, fantastic. All, t- all everyone, the whole team played fantastically well. Did you have like a discussion about that during the week between yourselves about how you're going to get yourselves up for this win? Uh, no, it's it's easy to get up for the bigger games, isn't it? It's uh, where we've tripped up uh, previously is you know turning up to the 
I say lesser games, but you know every game's a tough game. But uh, you know where I'm coming from. So uh, yeah, we you know we rose to the challenge and we came out of it. Yeah, you played a good. Was it 60 minutes today as well? You know, fantastic yeah. engine on yourself. You know, fantastic player. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it, it helps when you're scoring points. Uh, you know, if you're defending like against Wigan, uh, we completed at 60% in the first half, and you know a few uh, a few engines blew up in that, and uh, you know it shows. But I think our completion was a little bit better today, which then put their forwards under pressure, and we sort of reaped the rewards in the end. We 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 struggled a bit in the you know in the last 20 minutes. They got a little bit of momentum. They were chasing the game, and you know it's quite hard to defend against the team who were chasing. Like you're trying to not shut up shot, but we got there in the end, and uh, it's you know it, I think the hard work in the first half paid off. Yeah, obviously a win that win like that now we're looking up rather than down. How far can this team go? Well, there's no reason why we you know can't get a good playoff spot and you know establish ourselves and be contending because uh, we've we've shown we can beat any team in the past and we, and we still can and we've just shown that tonight you know if we if we get our game plan right and we you know we complete how we should do we we can uh, contest with any team cheers Beth. thank you talk to us in definitely so i'm joined by josh johnson good win that yeah we're class mate good to get with the boys and uh good to get the win buzzing with it Obviously, first game for the South Red Devils. Obviously, you played fantastically well. Is it something you're looking forward to playing in the Super League? Yeah, Watto's given me the opportunity now to um, to rip in for the next few weeks, and hopefully, I can uh, put a marker down and get a few games under my belt. Yeah, fantastic performance today. Someone told me did you come through Salford's Academy? Is that right? Yeah, I was at the Salford Scholarship when uh, Alan Hunt was running it um, when I was 15 year old. So yeah. I've, bit of history there so yeah it's like a bit of a journey to come back home yeah it's a bit of a journey for me and uh just love playing playing tonight we're awesome brilliant big thanks talk to us in devil detail so that was josh johnson along with tomkins talking after the game both very happy about the performance uh and hopefully more to come yeah they should be as well but they both played really well and i think me and you mentioned it when we uh, we've had a chat this week i think on tuesday night we were chatting up me and we were saying about Logan Tompkins, how he's he's improved and um, and done really well the last few weeks and got himself into the starting 13, hasn't he? I mean, he's got Joey Lussett there breathing down his neck, but Logan Tompkins has stepped up to you know, to the mark now, hasn't he? And he's challenging Joey for that, that starting place. So you've got two good hookers there who, who both sort of linking up well with each other. And I thought Josh Johnson, for, for a debut, that, you know, to come in from a, a championship. And Barrow was struggling in the championship, so he's been in a struggling team this season. For him to come straight in at the deep end there, away from home against Warrington, who was second top in the table. Must have been darting for him, but he took his opportunity with both hands, I thought, and, and really impressed. Yeah. Uh, looking at the stats, uh, Paul, top tackler is Jones with 26, Wellen with 20, Lola here with 24, um, Dubson with 31, McCarthy with 35, you know, plenty of effort there uh, from everyone. Who's Jones? Johnson, you mean? I thought Jones written down. Is it not Jones? He didn't play Josh Jones. Oh, ain't it? Have a quick look. Might not be Jones, then. Plenty of effort, though, that's to be fair. Yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought, we, we, like we said before, we tackled really well, didn't we? Oh, we tackled everything yeah. that moved at times, and... Uh, no, I thought the defence was, was superb, it really was. I mean, Warrington didn't bust us at all, did they, down the middle? A couple of tries they scored, one was, first try was from sort of close range, wasn't it? So, uh, so yeah, I thought the defence was great. And, you know, Warrington have a lot of individual players, don't they? Guys with individual brilliance. You know, Josh Charlie's got a lot of pace. And, you know, we bottled them up, really, didn't we? We did a good job on them. And, you know, I was, I was very pleased. Yeah, I do apologise. It's Josh Johnson, not Josh Jones. I thought it might be Josh Johnson, yeah. 
Josh Jones was at home now thinking that's not even on the field. Not even on the field. They're still making choices. Well, I thought that. Yeah, he thought he didn't play. But yeah, other stats as well. Um, meter makers, Chris Wellen made 127, Walker 73, Dudson uh, 83, McCarthy 87, Lannon 128, Inu 107, and Hastings 140. Uh, so like I say, like I say every week, you get four to five over 100 or round about 100. You know your team's going forward and you're, you're scoring tries. Yeah, Jackson Hastings 140 meters. Yeah, that's good, good going. That yeah. that really is, and he, he, he again. His attitude and, um, and commitment is is there for all to see, and you know anybody who thought he was going to put the cue on the rack because he signed for Wigan, I think he's sadly mistaken because he, he will he will fight every single week for you, want it from minute one to minute eighty, and um, you know we're going to get in a, a very very good player there, and you know as, as much as I'm sort of sad he's moving on, I'm excited to see what he can do there next season. It'd be good to, to sort of watch him play for another side and see what he brings to the table. Obviously, I don't want him to play well against Salford, but you know, you wish him all the best and hope he plays well in the other games and that. But his commitment again on, on Friday night, he leads really well. Blake Austin playing for Warrington there and those two are sort of up there in the um, the Men of Steel, um, sorry, the Men of Steel table, aren't they? You know, challenging for that. and um, Sorry, the Man of Steel, I should say. And they both sort of had a face-off against each other there on Friday night. And I thought Jackson Hastings came up out head and shoulders above him, really. He outshone um, Blake Austin and, and did everything right. And no, he, I can't speak highly of the man. I thought he was excellent. Yeah, it was a fantastic result. Uh, you spoke to Ian Watson after the game, Paul. Uh, and this is what I have to say. Coach's corner. Right, Ian Watson joins me. Uh, last week, really poor display. Yep. Is it for you now a problem bottling that up week in, week out? Is it an attitude thing? Oh, we, we, we spoke now um, before this game that we questioned the effort and the attitude after last week's game and we don't want to ever question that again. For the remainder of this season, we make sure that we do not question that because it's something that we, we've built ourselves upon, that we work hard for each other and we have each other's back and that's what um, the boys have done tonight and it's gotten the results. So hopefully that just um, lights the fuse. Um, and we can we can continue with that kind of mindset going forward now into these next lot of games. You came in on Good Friday and did an absolute brilliant job on Warrington. Yep. They, they, you must have been expecting a response from them tonight. I think yep. they wanted to get one over and your stuff was said in the press. Yep. Must be proud of what the lads served up. Oh, massively. I'm overjoyed with kind of the performance, really. In just the effort areas, that was the biggest one for me. I'm, I'm proud of every player that came on the, went on the field today because... It was a big result for us as well. There was no excuse. Warrington had built this up and said that they felt that they'd got caught and got embarrassed a little bit last time, so they were going to come full on flying out at us. Um, and, and they lost a couple of players, um, but so have we lost a couple of players as well. So there's no excuses from there. I thought we were the better team on the day. I think you've embarrassed them again tonight. It was a sound performance, particularly the forwards, Gil Dudson. I mean, he seems to be the first person chasing the kick every time. And yep. For me, he's got to be down for one of the players of the season. Tyrell McCarthy as well. Your forward pack did you proud tonight? Yeah, I thought the forwards were outstanding. Now, to be fair, I thought the backs were good. I thought... At Effort areas again, um, Niall cleaning up some try-saving tackles in the first half, Chris Ninu try-saving tackles as well and cleaning some stuff up in the second half and the kicks, we know they like to kick for Charlie and they chase really hard on that edge as well so our escort from Junior needed to be good and obviously the competing from Chris Ninu need to be really good and I, I thought they won the battles today, the players, and that's what they can be proud of. Was Niall a doubt coming into this game with his eye? Was he, is he cleared up OK this week? <laughs> no, actually he wasn't. Um, yeah, he had to go for a little test the other day. Um, 
we trained all week with, with Niall. We've been quite light on the field, to be fair. We trained all week with Niall, and then it was only about two days ago that the physio said, oh, he's going for a check on his eye. Mm. I was like, what do you mean? You're not, you, we thought he'd been given all the clear on Monday, so we'd been training him. Um, but Niall said, I'm fit, I'll, I'll be fine. Um, he did look like got, someone out of an horror film, though, yeah, didn't he, some of those photos? Oh, well, he's got a little bit of fractures in there, um, yeah. but he's put his hand up to play. Um, th there's a few guys who've put their hand up to play today, and that's what I'm really proud of, that they've... And why they've got the result because they've worked so hard and had, and had each other's back. Um, Ryan Lannan probably shouldn't have played, to be fair. Um, Gills, Gills, so so uh, at the moment in time, the amount of stuff he's doing for us. Um, I said Lannan dinner before. Yeah, they, like I said, they, they, there was a, there was a few guys who um, potentially could have opted out. Niall. Um, but no, they put their hand up and said that they wanted to play. You brought Junior Sal back in after yeah. a long absence. Uh, has he thrown his hat in the ring now? Because he, he did well tonight, didn't he? That, that was Junior. That, that was junior, that, that was what we expect from junior. That wasn't the junior in the beginning of the season where we were having a couple of issues. That was the junior of old that who had something to fight for and wanted his levels to be the best what junior can deliver. And if junior stays like that, there's no issues with junior. I thought junior was outstanding tonight. He was on the wing with Christian in, who yeah. Christian came in for, for Ken Seo. So quite a, quite a new partnership, those two, and, and they yeah. were a constant threat all night, weren't they? Yeah, we changed quite a lot of back rowers. Uh, Tyrone in the left back row, um, again, outstanding. Um, gave us a lot more than what we had last week, if I'm being honest. Um, Chris Ninu going on the wing, Jake Bibby coming back in on the wing as well. We just felt like we needed to go with a really good defensive team if we were going to beat Warrington. And so I set my team up as the best defensive team that I could set up there. And like I say, I thought, I thought they did it really well. I thought the way Jacko applied pressure, I thought the way Tui applied pressure mm. um, on that edge as well was really good. And then Chris Wellham and Junior on the back of it were outstanding. I think the biggest smile I saw all night was Tui Lola here at the end of the game. How pleased are you for him? Because he's had a yeah. lot of stick at Leeds. That could knock a, a young guy's confidence that. You know, he's sort of not been kicked out at Leeds, but they've sort of said, we, we don't want you, go yeah. to Salford. You've took him under your wing and you, yeah. must, be, you must be really pleased for the lad. There. Yeah, I think over the last three weeks, I think he's done really good for us. I think he's come in and he's, people questioned his defence and even I did that before he came in as well and we've sat with him but his defensive performance tonight and over the last three weeks, he's been caught once in the last three weeks and that was a Kumatai on a bit of an outline just because he got caught ball watching but some of his defensive efforts tonight have been outstanding. The way he scrambled in D and worked hard for his team, he's a, he's a massive plus for us mate and I think his attack will only get better as well because he's only just finding that combination with Jackal. That takes time to learn that, to learn to play with Niall, to learn to play with back rower and at the moment I, we keep swapping and changing the back rower on him as well so he's not got that consistency. We've changed his edge against now with Wellham going over there and Bibbe so he's not had that consistency but the big plus is his D. His D's been outstanding tonight and I think he's been a I think it will be a great signing for us, mate. What do you say to your players now next week going to training? You've got a big game against Catalan coming up at yep. home. You've showed this season, you've been away to Catalan and won. Yep. You've lamped Warrington away twice. Yep. You've run St. Helens close. If you do get into that top five, you'd probably be away from home in the playoffs, wouldn't you, at these sides? Yep. But you, you'd have a chance of getting Old Trafford. I know it's like, it sounds like a dream, but you must you yep. must think about that night time. Yeah, that's what, what the players... We, we've got to take every game as it comes. We've got to make sure we rectify what we didn't do well. Is it bottling this up now? Yeah, it is. And it's holding them as our standards. So all the players know, because it's, they'll feel great all this weekend. After the performance, what they put in here, they'll feel absolutely great and on top of the world. You come next week and we don't have that performance again. You're down at the bottom again and you're feeling bad about yourself and your confidence is a little bit denny. We need to make sure that we bottle that up and we have that level of effort and attitude every week. If we do that, we give ourselves a shot and we'll give ourselves a shot against most teams. Congratulations tonight and enjoy Cheers. your weekend, mate. Thanks, Thanks a lot. Mate. Cheers, Paul. So, Ian Watson, happy with the result, Paul. Uh, he questioned the player's attitude and he got a big response off him against Warrington.
Yeah, he certainly did. He was very pleased. Uh, Ian, after the game, I had to, to speak to him. The, the members of the press were uh, were waiting for him, so and I was very pleased for him as well. He was he was chuffed in the press conference, wasn't he? And um, yeah, it was you know after the Huddersfield game, I think that that defeat hit him hard. That really, I, you know, he wanted a response from the players, didn't he? And you no know, defeat there against Warrington would have seen us in and amongst that that sort of relegation zone. But we've just sort of pulled away from that now and. Well, there's still still only a little gap there, but you think on 20 points now we're we're looking up rather than looking down, aren't we? And uh, no, it was great for him. And and you you look at like Warrington and, and Steve Price and that he must have a lot of respect for for Watson. I didn't see the Steve Price press conference, and I don't believe from what I've heard he didn't really mention us or give us any credit, which I th- thought was pretty poor. But he must respect Ian Watson. He's done him twice this season, and he, he carries on, doesn't he, to, to impress us? You know, with, with, with the way he coaches the team, and you know, there's no Martin Gleeson there now, so he's he's doing quite a lot of it on his on his own. You know, the, the work that Gleeson doing. You know, he he got his tactics spot on again. I thought on, on Friday night, I thought it was absolutely perfect. And and yeah, you know, long may it continue with what because he's doing a great job. Yeah, he talks about keeping the standard high, and that's the next challenge I think for this club. Yeah, we we can play well one week. And then drop off the next week. If we can string two, three, four quality performances together, Paul, you know that's going to make the difference for me. Yeah, well, that's what we said. I think the key word in the interview was bottling it up. I think I said that to him a couple of times about bottling that attitude up, and that's that's not just for what. Oh, that's well, it's the players. That's that's the players. You professional athletes, professional players. You don't have to do a job like that. Is your job playing rugby league? So you've got to. It's not to Ian Watson to make sure their attitude switch. So obviously he oversees that being a coach, but. That's the players' responsibility now on their job. They're getting paid by Salford and they've got to do the job for the supporters that are, that are paying their wages for the end of the season. Now they've got to, they've got to turn up and perform. And uh, there's no reason why they can't. We've got the talent, we've got the ability and the, the side to, to win the next couple of games we've got. And then you know we've only got seven left, I think, now. And there's, there's a lot of winnable games there. There really is. We could start building some momentum. Now, obviously, it's going to be tough because of the size of our squad. So you get a couple of knocks and we are really down to the bare bones. So hopefully... Injuries are going to be kind to us between now and the end of the season, but I'm, I'm confident we can we can get some results in the coming weeks. Yeah, big thanks for your, your three word match reports from out of the matches. Uh, Paul Parkin, uh, Paul Parkin, unbelievable defensive efforts. Uh, his man of the match is Jackson Hastings, but he wants to mention Gil Dunstan, Chris Wellham, Tyrone McCarthy, and Junior South. Uh, Martin Kick Chase repeat his man of the match with Gil Dunstan. Uh, Ernie Fathead uh, forward break faces. Um, his man of match was Gil Dudson. Matt, ha-ha, way off, Greg Burt. Uh, reclaimed Salford up the Reds, uh, Greg Burt. Uh, Leon Darby, thought Josh Johnson was outstanding. Chris and Janet Shenton, what a win. Their man of match was Gil Dudson. Uh, Chairman Bob, uh, Watson, warm up. Uh, his man of match was Gil Dudson. Roy Ellaby, missed, missed it again. I, don't think, I think Roy missed the uh, the first away game. Um, I, don't think he, I, don't think, I think we should try and keep Roy away. If we're going to keep putting the performances like that. <laughs> uh, I'll tell him that when I see him on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, Salford 9, um, try saving tackles. He, they thought the team deserved them out of the match. <coughs> Old Croft, tackle, tackle, tackle. Uh, Logan Tompkins, Mark McCarthy, uh, one of many. Colin Wilson, pride, passion, commitment. Uh, his man of the match was Dudson, Tompkins, McCarthy, and the list goes on. Adam Arbred, big on D. Uh, his man of the match is Chris Wellen. Patrick Conley, glad I went. Um, Royal Abbey's not. Uh, his man of the match was Gil Dudson. Mike Woodbridge, defence wins matches. Uh, his man of the match was Dudson. Nod- Nodmans, 
done wire again. Here's man of the match with Chris Wellman. Paul D, defence, press defence. Uh, he's got team deserved man of the match. Paul D, Salford Reds are rising. Uh, Dave knocks an awesome, absolutely awesome display. Wellen, uh, Lee Maddox, Heart of Lions. I think that's, I think that's a, a very good on Heart of the Lions. And I think we asked for effort and commitment. But it's all about what's inside, isn't it? And I thought that the whole team showed great heart uh, against Warren. They did, they did, and they had a bit of a nouse about them as well. It's all right having heart and, and commitment. And that. You'll only get you so far, won't you? You've got to have that knowledge, haven't you, between the years. Rugby league's played between the years a lot of the time. And, you know, the way they managed that second half, I thought they, they, they totally sort of outplayed Warrington. You know, some of Hastings kicking there, it, it's so sort of demoralising for us. Warrington, you know, it's a bit like how can I compare it to? It's a bit like boxing, I suppose. You know, where you've got a boxer who's really flash and he wants to do all, all this, that, and the other. If you can nullify him and spoil him, I thought we did that to Warrington. We sort of pegged them back, didn't we, and stopped them from playing while playing some good stuff ourselves as well. And that's what you've got to do sometimes, haven't you? And we frustrated them, I thought, and didn't let them play, tackled them into the ground. And if you're, if you're tackling and defending like that and completing your sets like we were, not making mistakes. You're gonna you're gonna win more games than you lose. Yeah, and finally, Mike Broadbent, uh, sublime skill and grit, uh, and he thought that any of the forwards could be should have been man of the match. He didn't crack all night. So I think you know sometimes we read these three-word match reports, and you know people aren't very happy about performance and are kind of very hurt. But this one, glowing praise for everybody, and and it was a fantastic win. I don't think I've ever heard as many free word match reports as that. There was loads there, wasn't yeah, there? Yeah, 24 <laughs> today. That's not bad. Which is very that's good. Not bad. Very good. Don't seem to get many when they get beat, do we? No, <laughs> we don't. We don't. But that's, I suppose that's, that's the thing about a free word match report. Normally put it out about five minutes after full time, so you've got the you know the adrenaline going. Everyone's still you know in the zone, aren't they? So you you know yeah. you get the real sense of what everyone's really thinking. Um, but yeah, fantastic performance from the boys. Uh, big thanks to everyone who can does, does do the three with match reports every week. Um, you know we we really do appreciate it, don't we? We certainly do. We certainly do. My mine was Gil Dudson. If you're going to ask me, okay. I, I'm going for Gil Dudson. I thought he was, I thought he was super. Yeah. He's at the moment. He's my player of the season. Well, one of them. Got a couple, but he's one of them. I'm going to go for Tyrone McCarthy. Me. Yep, I can't argue with that, mate. I think him, him and Dudson are good. Yeah, when you see he's on the field and he's out he's without five minutes to go. He's just running. He's just running on memory. He's out on his feet, just tackling yeah. everything that moves. And you know, yeah. and that's you know, team. You need someone in in your team who's like that. Who just with an engine like yeah. that, he can just keep going. He's so durable, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. And you just yeah. you're just looking at him, thinking, how's he how's he still stand up? How's he getting to? He's that? not the biggest of blokes either. Is he's not like a huge unit. He's no. he's fairly small as forwards yeah. go, really. Isn't he? But he plays above his weight every week, doesn't he? Yeah, he's an, he was he was fantastic against Warrington. So yeah. I'm going to give him a, give him a nice and he's another signing if you, if you think back that I was having a chat with um, a lad today um, Josh, Josh Taylor one of the like, friends on Facebook is a Salford fan I think he listens to the pod if he doesn't he will do now <laughs> but we, were having a, we were having a chat about that and we were saying um, about players who've come in you know, over the last sort of 12, 18 months who people have sort of turned their nose and said oh what have we signed him for you know you can think of a few of them can't you Gil Dudson's I think it's one of them and Greg Burt a lot of people sort of scoffed at them thinking what we're signing these these players from Witness for and I think Tyrone's one of those really isn't he I mean, you, you sign him you think 
Well, he's not the most glamorous name in the world, but what I tell you what, he, he punches above his weight every week, and there's a lot of sides who'd want to play like Tyrone in, in their team if it became available. So uh, I'm glad he's in our team anyway. Yeah, you know what a warrior, and like I say, all, all the forwards, you know, playing out the skin at the moment. We go forward, you know, gives uh, Lola here and Jackson Hastings and Evels the platform to, you know, to make stuff uh, off the back of it. So keep going forward, boys, and who knows where it'll take us. So that's our uh, review of the Warrington game. And next up, we're going to look at all the big news coming out of Salford Devils this week. So, Paul, big news coming out of Salford Devils, Devils, Devils this week. Uh, return of the reserve grade uh, for the next season. Um, good for the game? Yeah, definitely. I think so. Um, it just gives players that 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 chance, doesn't it? In teams, that chance to to blood younger players and fringe players. And I was always a big fan of it years ago when we had the A team. It's another game as well, isn't it? It's more rugby league to watch. So on a on a midweek, on a Wednesday night, or whenever they're going to play the game. So so yeah, I think I think it's the way forward, mate. I think you need that pathway to the first team. And I know we have under 19s and oh, we don't at the moment, but we're hoping to too soon. You've got college teams and things like that. But I think you need something in between that as well. I, I think you do. I think you need someone to keep your, your players fit, your players who are coming back from injury. Um, I don't agree with you, Reg. I don't like it. I think you can pick up bad habits going playing for other clubs. If you're a Salford player, you want to play for Salford. It's like now at the moment, I don't know how... Well, I do. I I do and I don't. Daniel Murray's on loan at Old Kingston Rovers. It must be such a difficult situation for him. I know he's a professional lad and, and everything, but he's on loan there at the moment and he, he's playing to keep them up. Where, where should he be playing for Salford? It's I don't like loans and, and things like that because I don't know. You, you play for that club, don't you? And not the other club that you've been loaned out or due registered to. So I'm hoping with this reserve grade, you know, players who aren't getting into your first team can keep themselves fit and impressing the A team or whatever you're going to call it. Then you're back in the first team. So I think it's a great idea, I really do. Obviously for us, the big conundrum is we're going to need more players because you look at our first team squad this season, we've not really got many for a first team. So obviously we're going to have a reserve team next year. We're going to need a lot more players bringing in, I would have thought. So otherwise we're going to be a bit threadbare. But... Who's this reserve team going to be with? We're not too sure yet. There could be other teams involved in it. We'll have to watch this space. But, you know, it's compulsory next season for the Super League. So we're definitely going to have one. So I think it's a step forward, a step in the right direction. Yeah, I think the, the Daniel Murray situation, he's gaining experience playing at the top level. And yeah, but I know that. I know, but it's just, it must be difficult for him, you know, to sort of one minute I'm a solver player and, and now I'm all, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I, I'd, I'd find that difficult to get my head round. The thing is, well, with Ryan Lannan, which is the other side of the swap. Yeah, yeah. Ryan Lannan is last sort of three weeks, three weeks, three games he's played for us. Mm-hmm. He has been our top performer. Yeah, definitely. So, because yeah. it, obviously, if you brought down your money back, you'd have to give Ryan Lannan back. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I didn't, I, I didn't mean thinking, it in that way. No, yeah, I know what you mean. I'm thinking Sorry. Ian Watson is probably thinking, I can't take Ryan Lannan out of this team at the moment because he is the No, answer. not at all. So, that's, what, that's probably part of the process. Plus, Daniel Murray's gaining experience playing at Oakland yeah. for Oakland to Rovers, so it's a win-win for, for yeah. us. Yeah. Um, yeah, what I meant by that was I wasn't having to go at Ryan Lannan. No. What I meant was it must be difficult for both those players, really, yeah. because they're playing for, for, for sides and we're uh, you know trying to get in the top five and yet Daniel's trying to help Oakland to Rovers stay up and yeah. perhaps he must think, I want to be there with Salford, you know, getting them into the top five. So it must be must be difficult, go, especially like halfway through a season. 
and you finally say, oh, I'm going to play for them next week. So it must be a difficult situation for all players in, in, involved in, in things like due registrations. And so, uh, yeah, I don't know. But uh, I don't think you'll stop due reg- uh, loan, loan signings we with reserves. But um, I think it's a, it's a good step, though, Rob. I think it really is something that was definitely needed to be brought in. What needs to happen, though, the clubs need to kind of use the reserve team um, kind of competition as what it should be, which is young kids and experienced pros training fitness in the, on the same field so they both learn off each other. You don't want this reserve team full of sort of 16, 17, 18-year-olds, don't you? Because you won't learn anything, you know what I mean? So it'd be interesting to see sort of what happens there. Hopefully, you know, both each team, each club will respect what the reserve team thing is all about. Yeah, I don't think you, can, you can't pack a reserve team. You're not going to be able to pack it with 16, 17 year old kids. I know we've got lads in that foundation now, but you know, you know, full respect to those lads. You could not throw all them straight into a, a reserve side and playing against you're playing against big blokes and there's a massive size difference. And in that, you've got to slowly but surely blood players at that level, haven't you? So um, you know, I'm not having a go at the lads in the in the foundation, but to go straight into an A team scenario against Super League side, I think it'd be step too far really I mean one at a time yeah definitely but uh, yeah that's something it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out that and, and who plays in it and who coaches it as well who's going to coach it we've not got a system coach at the moment have we so who's going to coach that reserve side next season is it going to be a giant one with another club we'll have to wait and see and watch what happens yeah I think it's going to be good for us though because like you say it gives us a stepping stone for the players coming through. yeah and it yeah, gives definitely. that players who aren't playing every week chance to play every week keeps everyone fit then we don't have to kind of farm players off on, uh, you know, dual red places in a, in a way. No, that's right. Well, you've got players like young Conor Aspie there who, who really impressed in the, the friendlies at the start of the season. You know, you might be able to, to sort of blood him in the reserves next season and see see how he goes. So, uh, and other players on the fringe of the foundation and, you know, the, those, those young lads there that are coming through, they're not going to be 16 and 17 forever, are they? They're going to be a year older next year, aren't they? And, you know, perhaps some of them could could be on the fringes of getting into a reserve side. So it's exciting, it really is. I mean, we could have some gems in that. We've had some good players come through our system before, haven't we? And if you're looking to believe, there's quite a lot of them floating around there, isn't there? So, uh, so yeah, I'm excited by that. Yeah. Uh, next bit of news, Tom. Uh, Junior South uh, has joined Lee uh, for the remainder of the season and, and on to next season. Um, what a fantastic servant for us uh, in his six years at Salford yeah he's been here a while he's one of the one of the longest serving players at the club yeah um, you know so many great memories so many great moments um, you know will be missed uh, I thought uh, I think he was one of was he one of Marwan Kikashi's first signings in the Red Devolution period uh, you know he's, he's a fan's favourite everyone sort of loves him and you know yeah fantastic player knows where the, knew where the line was um, but he's not getting any younger is he and he's got a think about his future and we've got to think about ours. I know people want us to announce people, uh, but we've talked to, to Paul King on uh, on Tuesday about that and it's all about sort of respecting uh, you know, the other the other clubs and you know, we've got people in the bank uh, and it's just a matter of we're waiting for the right time to, to announce them. But yeah, Junior South's gone to Lee, good luck to him. What a great player he's been for us. Yeah, and I think Lee are going to benefit. They're, they're, they're pushing, aren't they, Lee, at the moment? I don't I don't know how they're going to go on in, in the, the playoffs. You've got Toronto who are sort of running away with that, that league at the moment, but it does go down to one 
it. So if Lee get into the, the grand final, they've got to go have every chance of upsetting the, the uh, Toronto Wolfpack because there's a bit of um, upheaval at the moment in the Championship. Isn't there? I know a lot of the Championship clubs have are very unhappy about the, the, the way their playoff system's going to go because at the moment it looks like the, the side who finishes top will be at home in the playoffs which really a grand final should be played on a neutral venue I think and whether that's going to get changed I'm not too sure but you know Lee have got every chance there they're also one game away from Wembley as well in the 1895 Cup they play Witness next weekend and I'm sure it's at the Lee Sports Village so if they win that Junior South will be playing at Wembley in the 1895 final so Great opportunity for him. Like you said, he's not getting any younger, but I think he's only about 31, isn't he? Something like that. He's not, not completely ancient yet, and he's a fit lad as well. And you look at the the way he played last week, it's funny. I mentioned him to Watto on uh, on Friday night. Does he feature in your, your plans now for next week? And Watto said, so I said, yeah. So I thought he would be in the squad this week, but obviously that's not happened. That's not the case. It's a week's a long time in rugby league. Sometimes a lot of things can change, can't they? No, he's been good for us juniors, so and wish him all the best at Lee, and hopefully he can have some, some good times, some good years there as well. Yeah. Uh, next bit of news, uh, Nia Levels and Josh Jones select for the England Knights uh, match, I think it's against Jamaica at the end of the season. Uh, congratulations to both of them for getting into the England Knights squad. Shows how far we've come, come as a club that we can uh, get two internationals in there. Yeah, definitely, yeah, and fully deserved as well for the performances this season. You know, Josh Jones has been, been really good, and sadly he won't be with us next season, but Naya Levels as well continues to impress, doesn't he? I thought he was excellent at the weekend, just gone as well, particularly coming back after that really nasty injury the week before. So, yeah, two um, two players who are going to go on to get more experience, and it can only help, well, for us, for us, Niall, really, it's going to help him again, isn't it? Somebody pushing him on to that next level now, and hopefully playing for, for Great Britain in the future. Yeah, uh, other news, Gil Dudson and Louise Roberts selected for the Welsh Elite Train On squad. Um, congratulations to them too as well. Like I said, Gil Dudson's been the men's sunny all season and fully deserves the, uh, the call-up. And obviously Louise Roberts, you know, what an opportunity for him to get her called up for the Welsh Elite Training squad. Shows that he's got a great, a bright future. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And uh, Gil Dudson, I would have thought he'd be one of the... So our first players on their team sheet, Moni, he's, uh, he's a real good leader, isn't he? And he's caps and result already, so congratulations to both those guys and the young guys. Well, it's going to be great experience for him, you know, in that, in that squad and hopefully they can make the full squad for their upcoming internationals at the end of the season, which are not that far away now. Yeah, uh, next bit of news, Ryan Land extends his, uh, extends his stay for, a month, for another month, like we talked about, playing out of his skin, 8 out of 10 playing when he's got a point to prove. Keep going, Ryan, and you'll get your contract. Yeah, he's been excellent. He really has since he's come back, and he's just been what we've needed, really, haven't we? We're light in the in the back row, and uh, he's another one. He's not the biggest player in the world, is he, Ryan Lannan? But he does have something about him. He really does when you watch him. He has. Um, he always reminds me of Paul Ford by the way he runs. <laughs> he, I know he doesn't look like him, but he just sort of runs like him for me. And uh, no, I like him. He's a good kid. You know, you speak to him off the off the field as well. He's a likable guy, good sense of humour, hasn't he? He's always um, willing. You know, to have a chat with those guys as well so uh, yeah I hope we sign him I didn't want him to leave in the first place I was disappointed when he left in the first place and uh, you know uh, I'd, be, I'd be glad to see him back at Salford again next season hopefully yeah, hopefully we'll, we'll see I suppose you know a few more games to go um, we'll have to see what happens there um, next bit of news Paul we went to the support to, to the supporters trust meeting on Tuesday uh, very good turnout lots of the great chat uh, about the future of the club with Paul King and uh, yeah, very good meeting. 
Yeah, it was. I enjoyed it, yeah. And it was a good quiz as well. Ryan Wilde did a really good quiz. We did all right. We came second in the quiz. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't do too bad, did we? Or joint second or something. We did okay. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was a good night. It was just a shame that the two players couldn't come. We were Greg Johnson, Adam Walker. Couldn't be there, could they? So I don't know what happened there, but that was a shame. But not to worry, Paul King did a good job. He came up and had a, had a chat with us and had a chat with... The, it was nice to meet... Um, Steve Lang was there, the, the guy who's been doing the um, the leaflet dropping. He's worked tirelessly with that. We've mentioned him a few times, haven't we? And hanging about outside Old Trafford and, and cities round. I had a little chat with him at the end and I got myself some leaflets off um, off the Supporters Trust guys that I've been handing out this week. And my missus took a load to work. She's been strategically handing them out. And I've had an idea as well what I'm going to start doing with them. I was going to text them to work today. I'm going to start leaving them in people's houses, I think, yeah. you know, just strategically on the table. <laughs> Or I might start saying to people, oh, you've got some posts, it's just come through the door. Yeah. <laughs> and they'll to and go, oh, I get there to Salford, yeah, it's good. Yeah, oh, <laughs> so, that's what we need to do. Good idea, that, isn't it? Because I go in eight, what, eight houses a day. Well, I'm lucky, seven and eight a day. So I could, that's eight people I could chat to a day, isn't it? About Salford and under my fire and all. Yeah, yeah, I hope no one from British Gas is listening. <laughs> <laughs> We've been disciplinary on Monday. Yeah. But, uh, but no, no, so... Um, yeah, what were we talking about there? Talking about support, supporters. Oh, the supporters. Sorry, the supporters. Just losing my marbles. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a good meeting though. I enjoyed it. Really was, and um, yeah, 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 some ideas and some some good chat and um, yeah. Just disappointed we didn't win the quiz. Things, things, yeah, I was disappointed, but things I didn't have Jack Mason <laughs> in me here telling me go when we got after after every question. You know, you and your dad, you know, knew what you were talking about. You knew, you know, most of the stuff on there. You like the music, don't you? So. It was, uh, yeah, we dad with that music. That music was well hard. I thought he did all right there. Surprised me actually how much he knew about sixties music and what. Yeah, the old sixties TV program as well. He was on. He was all over that one. He was on the seventies and. Oh, seventies TV. Yeah, he got that one about the gallons as well, didn't he? How many liters in a eight liters in or whatever it was. Yeah, did well with that. He said that straight away as well. That's, that's what amazed me because he was just like he was, he was like he didn't think it just it was like a reflex action. I was like, how do you know that? But, you know. I think that's being a child of like the 60s and 70s that you know at school I think they used to learn about stuff like that at school and then read them off yeah, so yeah so that was that was that was a good thing other things we yeah. learned uh, from the uh, from the trust meeting uh, transfer window is still open uh, yeah. a few weeks to go um, Ian Watson and Ian Blees have a database of players that they're tapping names into all the time to, to gather information mm-hmm. um, who knows what might happen in a few weeks' time. You think somebody will come in before the end of the season? Well, if, if you're looking at, at cementing yourself in that top sort of three... With Junior Sal going though now, there's a space yeah, there, isn't there's there? There's a space there because Junior Sal's gone. But if, if, you're, if you're a club who, who wants to aim for that top four, like the same way we had when we were struggling and you wanted someone to give you that boost for you to stay up and you brought in vaccination, you need to bring someone else in to kick to kick us to that next level. I wonder if um, I was just thinking today. I mean, I, this is just me thinking this. It's not a rumor. It's not something I've heard. It was just me thinking out loud today when I was at work. Um, there's a big rumor of us signing Sargeson next season, isn't there? Mm. We saw him on the way out of Wigan, and he sort of smiled at us, didn't he? And uh, didn't really get, give us anything away. But he's not really been getting in Wigan side. I know he's had a few injuries. Do you think he could possibly come early? You know, would because we're going to doing really well at the moment, aren't they? And, and a good winning one. Would they perhaps release him early? Could he be a signing? I, I don't think 
Wigan will want of that because they want the quality in depth. Mm, yeah. so I, I don't see they might do but I, I don't see Wigan doing that um, I have no idea who we'll be looking after what position we'll be looking after um, but you know if, if that's the point if you, if, you, if you were Ian Watson what position would you be looking at strengthening to make a difference Cent- I think the centre with us losing Sal now I mean you've only really got Willem and Tristan Inu haven't we uh, Josh Jones can play in the centre can't he as well um, we're a bit light around there, aren't we? Mm. The wings as well were a bit light, aren't we? Well, I suppose you got Jake Bibby who can, who can fill at the centre as well. So I don't know really. I think you, you're always looking for. I think for. I don't think you never have enough forwards, can you? No. You can never have enough props and, and second rows, can you? Because you, you need your your strength in, in the pack. So I think if somebody there's a bit a big nasty middle came available as he as he what's likes to call him. I think we'd probably jump at the chance, wouldn't we? It's a shame we couldn't have kept Sol the Pauli Pauli. But uh, no, we'll have to just watch this space on that. I just think it'd be interesting now towards the end of the season to see if anybody comes in. Yeah, and we'll be we'll be looking with interest uh, and we'll see yeah. what, what happens there. Uh, final bit of news, Paul. Also, Park King uh, talked about uh, Red Devils TV, um, which is like a, a streaming service for lots of uh, different programmes all about Sol the Devils. Sounds like a great idea to me. I think it will be, uh, you know, hopefully well supported. People will get involved, um, and uh, it, the next uh, the next generation of supporting Salford Red Devils will uh, tune in and and start that uh, long and winding journey uh, to being a, a fan. Yeah, let's hope so, Robert. It's a good idea to me. I mean, I spend most evenings reading through all some programs and watching old videos it'd be nice to have it you know had a, a channel there that I could watch and it'd be great so uh, so yeah it's, it was exciting that you know to um, if, if something like that does does come about uh, probably a lot of work goes into it and with the, whatever content they'd have in it but I think it'd be great Any, anything like that is good and it, it spreads the name of the club and hopefully propels you on to the next level because I know quite a few teams have, have got Sort of uh, channels now, haven't they? And, you know, YouTube channels and, and things like that that you can have. And I know there's about a subscription fee for it as well. It's a couple of pound a month or something. If that helps, you know, finance the club as well. I think that's a good idea. So one more thing before I don't know if you're going to mention it in the news is, is I was talking to Graham Jones again this week about the lottery. Um, I think that was mentioned, wasn't it, on on Tuesday night? The, you know, we, we want people to get involved in that, don't we? The, the lottery. So see, see Graham if you see him there on Sunday. He's part of supporters trust. You can't miss him. He'll be there with his um, his table, won't he? Um, signing people up, members of the supporters trust. Doing a great job as well. Works tirelessly. But he'll tell you all about the lottery. I'm going to go and see him on Sunday as well. I'm going to sign myself up for it. It's only a couple of quid in it, and it, that goes back into to helping out the club. So um, so yeah, do. Yeah. Yeah, lot is a big, big thing. I think this Red Devil TV could be as big, Paul, as well. Um, like you said, there's a lot of talented people involved uh, now who've come through the university process and you know they've come armed with the skills. And you know, I, I'm, I've got a feeling this, this, this Red Devil TV could take off in a big way. Um, ideas for shows, obviously, we're we're not in charge of it. We're not we're not running this thing. But if if you were, Paul, what what shows would you like on 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 this channel? What would are if you were watching it, what would you like to watch? I think it'd be great to see old games on there, wouldn't it? And interviews with old players, I think it'd be great, you know, chatting. I've, I've interviewed a few old over the last couple of years, and it's great sitting down with them. You know, I met Mick Ennigan last, last Christmas. I've, I spoke to him. Um, I, I, I went and met Alan Hunt, that was great. And 
Alan Grice, you know, people like Man it's brilliant going and seeing the old players and you know, we've had we've had reunions before, haven't we? A couple of reunions the other week when we had the players there for Steve Nash. So getting the players together and and, and chatting to them would be great. Doing stuff with it with um, the 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 uh, excuse me, the, the players now. What do you call it? The present players. God, I'm, I'm tired now, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> the present players. You know, speaking to them and finding out. I always think it's interesting to find out what they're doing in time and things like that. You know, and just get to know them a bit better. We don't really what they do outside, I don't know, we have the Orbit and Andals and stuff like that, but, you know, finding out what, you know, makes them tick outside the sport and anything really, I mean, quizzes, you know, like a, perhaps maybe a supporters mastermind or something like that, getting to know supporters, interacting with supporters, oh, there's all sorts of stuff we could have on there, I'm pretty sure there's all sorts of content we could have and, um, i trying to think what else really, they really don't to gear really, isn't they? The, the old games is a good one though, I think, and the nostalgia sort of thing for me, I think it'd be really good. Yeah, you could have academy games, you could have yeah. first team games, review, re, re, replays of the actual game, the first team game. You could have, I thought about today, you thought you could have like sort of a, a, a most haunted kind of like walk around the stadium. Because I've, I've heard there's a, a couple of those knocking down at the stadium. Um, you could have um, kind of like a little kind of walk around our old grounds uh, where you'd have someone like yourself maybe um, and other people who were kind of into the history of, of Salford Devils telling us about you know what the, what the old grounds were like and you know we could have a little walk down memory lane uh, through that uh, Gray Morris thing, you know people like that um, that were my ideas on the top of my head uh, but I think people would buy into that because I think like you said history is important as well as the current stuff um, but we, are, we, are, we have a rich history don't we so, yeah, I certainly think we could I think the heritage numbers as well. I think you could do a piece on the heritage numbers on the, on Red Devils TV because there's well over sort of fifteen hundred. I think there might eighteen hundred players in the heritage numbers that that you know. That I'm trying to help um, out at the moment with those. Graham Morris, let me tell you, has done an absolutely fantastic job. He's nailed that over the last God knows how long. He used to do the rugby league record keepers, and he. Has, has really helped out handing over the, the heritage numbers to he's been helping Graham Jones with it I've just dotted a few in there but Graham Morris has already done most of them so um, he's done a fantastic job there we just sort of piecing it together now and it'd be nice to get them out before the end of the year I don't know what we're going to do with it I've got a few anomalies I'm trying to fill in at the moment in my spare time and um, adding the players appearances and things like that it's, a, it's an endless task really but if we could do something like that and you know hand the certificates out to players and all that sort of thing you know how good would that be, you know, you know, travelling somewhere to, to meet a player who played for us years ago and saying, hey, yeah, mate, here's your, here's your heritage number and certificate and all that. You know, people who we've not seen for, for for years, you know, players that retired sort of 30, 40 years ago and sort of where are they now sort of thing. I think things like that would be really, really interesting. So uh, there's all sorts of things you could have on there. You could have like a sort of a question of sport sort of thing on there, couldn't you, with, with teams, you know, teams going at it doing rugby league questions and stuff like that. I think you could. It's endless possibilities. There's all sorts of things you could have. You could update it all the time, add new things to it. Really exciting stuff like that. Really excites me. I think it'd be great. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. I'm sure Red Devils TV will be, you know, massive success, and everyone will be tuning in, um, and uh, it'll take uh, the club to the next level. So that's all the news coming out of Salford Red Devils this week, Paul. Uh, next up on the Devil of Detail, we'll look back at the uh, amateur scene and see what amateur sides this did this week. 
Right, well, here is this week's Devil in the Detail Amateur Report. We'll start off this week with the National Conference League. It was a mixed bag for our uh, local sides this weekend, just gone. Lee Minor Rangers beat Rochdale Mayfield 29 points to 22 in the Premier Division. In Division 1, Saddleworth Rangers had a good result. They beat Alton Raiders by 48 points to 12. The Rangers are currently second bottom in the table, so it was a good victory that, and a well-needed victory against the Alton Rangers, who just sit two places above Saddleworth Rangers in Division 2. The Division 3 results, Waterhead Warriors beat Salford City Rangers by 42 points to 10, and Oldham St. Anne's went down 28 points to 26 at home to Jewsby Celtic, an absolute corker of a match there, 28-26, unlucky Oldham St. Anne's. And uh, the fixtures for this weekend are going to be played on Saturday the 20th of July, 2.30 kickoffs for all these. In the Premier Division, Rochdale Mayfield are at home to Wathbrow Hornets. Division 1 is Skirlaw against Saddleworth Rangers, and there's three fixtures in Division 3, Hensingham against Waterhead Warriors, Hewith against Salford City Roosters, and Oldham St. Anne's are at home to Millham. Well, moving on to the Northwest Men's League in Division 1, Oldham St. Anne's A beat Hayes Finch by 26 points to 18 on Saturday. Folly Lane had a fantastic win in Division 1. They beat Ulverston by 19 points to 12. Division 2, Charlie Panthers 50, Berry Broncos 4. And in Division 4, there's just one fixture there North Wales, Crusaders A6, Caddy's Ed Rhinos 44. Great win there for the Rhinos. The fixtures for this week it's the reverse fixture for Folly Lane. They go away from home to Ulverston on Saturday. Division 1 and that is the only fixture involving our local size this weekend moving on to the North West Youth League in the Premier Division on Sunday just gone Holton Farnworth Hornets 6 Oldham St Anne's 38 that was in the under 18s in Division 2 of the under 18s Langworthy had a great win they beat Burtonwood by 50 points to 6 and in the under 16s Division 2 West Horton 26 Goldburn Parkside 26 and in the under 16s Division 3 Crossfields 18 Berry Broncos 16 this coming Sunday there's some fantastic fixtures here some big games as well in the under 18s Sunday the 21st of July is the under-18s cup final between Folly Lane and Waterhead and also the plate final between Langworthy Reds and Cocker Mouth Titans. In the Premier Division, Oldham St. Anne's play Waterhead Warriors and in Division 1, Crossfields at home to Rochdale. In the under-16s, there's a cup final between Lee East and Oldham St. Anne's and a semi-final, sorry, a shield final between Rochdale Mayfield and West Horton. Also, in the Premier Division of the under-16s, there's a fixture between Saddleworth Rangers and the Newton Storm. Well, as we mentioned last week, the North West Lionhearts have been on their tour of Jamaica and then they continued it on last Wednesday with a result against Kingston and St Andrews Reds. They beat them by 42 points to 6. That was the, uh, the host country's champion side as well, so a great result there. And they rounded off their tour on this Saturday, just gone, beating Jamaica A by 32 points to 12. The Lionhearts and Jamaica A shared the spoils in the Jamaica Nines competition with the teams drawing 12 points apiece in the first meeting of the first and second place side, so fantastic tour for the Northwest Lionhearts, and congratulations to them. And um, you know, hope they, hopefully, all the players enjoyed that. But they've got some great results over there. And I'm sure they've uh, they found it a valuable experience as well. Like I said, short um, amateur report for this week. I shall see you on Sunday for Salford's match against Catalan Dragons. Take care. Have a good week. So Paul, that was your amateur report. Uh, and next up, we're going to look forward to the Catalan Dragons game on Sunday. It's time for the Devil of the Details. Big Man Preview. So, 
Also, Devils are at home to Catalan Dragons on Sunday, Paul, after a fantastic win against Warrington on Friday. Massively optimistic going into the game, but after that fantastic performance, we need another one. There's no point in winning one and then dropping off against the Catalan Dragons. No, not at all, and, and that's sort of been our Achilles heel a few times this season. We've had a good win, and then we've served up something not quite as good the week after. And you know, Catalan Dragons are the reason I think they're above on the table. They're, they're doing pretty well. They've, they've won two on the bounce. I think they're a rough patch of form. They got they got well beaten to Leeds. I thought they looked terrible in that game. They got hammered at home to London. They beat, they got stuffed by fifty points twice in the Cup and League against Hull. So they've had some in and out results over the last couple of months. So they are beatable, and we know this season we absolutely wipe the floor with them in Perpignan. And I think they'll probably be hurting from that, and I want to respond and, and show us what they can do. But I think they're, they're that sort of side. If you can, if you can go into the game with the right attitude against Catalan Dragons, you can you can get a result against them. But they're also a very dangerous side out with a lot of individual players, brilliant players as well, the likes of Sam Tompkins and uh, David Mead, Tony Gigo. Some really good players, haven't they? In a face and really big pack as well. So uh, it's going to be a tough game. And if they're on Catalan, they're on out. They, they can play some super stuff. And the same way that if they're off, they can be absolutely awful. So I think with them, it just depends what, what Catalan Dragons team turns up. Yeah, Lang is important for them. Always a danger man, I think, it, uh, in the yeah. half-backs role. Jody Broughton, ex-Salford player. You know, scoring tries for them on the wing. I think you know, he's injured at the moment. Is he? Oh, that's good. No, that's not yeah. good, but you know what I mean. <laughs> we, we, don't, we don't have to worry about him. Uh, but we'll have to see. Hopefully, you know, the boys, we've, we've heard it before on the podcast, we, we talk about, you know, being getting up for the big games and can't figure out why we, we can't, you know, beat the teams around us. But Catalan Dragons are a good side. They're in the top four, is it? You know, really, it's kind of a, treated as a big game. So you're hoping for a big performance. This is a this is a big game. This is a pivotal game for me now. Sunday afternoon, it's at home. It's a three o'clock on a Sunday. It's at home. So if you ever want to start building attendances and, and building your crowd, you've got to perform in your home games when people are, people then show people you know what you're all about. It's all right going winning away from home, but you know your season ticket holders and you want to bring new new people to the AJ Bell Stadium. You've got to impress them and play some good rugby. That what we served up against Huddersfield was pathetic, wasn't it? I mean, you're not going to attract any new fans playing like that. So. To me, it's an ideal opportunity to, to really put our names out there now. And, and You've got a week off after for the Challenge Cup, so we can throw everything at this game. Then you've got a two-week break then to your next game. And a win against Catalan is going to give us 22 points, and I think Catalan's got 24, I think. So that'll put us two behind them. And Cass play Warrington over the weekend, so if Warrington can do us a favour and win that, we'll stay above. We'll probably go above them. So we could move up to six in the table, and you're banging on the door then in that top five, aren't you? So really, really pivotal game, whereas defeat, Defeat against Catalan is going to make it difficult to get in that five because I think at the moment you look at the way we're going to play and I think they're going to get up there. You've got Saints and Warrington up there, so that leaves fourth, fourth and fifth. Uh, Hull are going to be banging on the door in Catalan, Castleford. You know, there's only two spots available there, isn't there? There's about four to five clubs going for it, so we need to make sure we get a result. We really do. It all comes out of belief at that point, doesn't it, Carl? Yeah, now, definitely. Do we believe we can get there? Because obviously, historically, we don't. But this is a new we've got the players though, Rob. We've got, got the players to do the business. Yeah. We've proved it. We, we've proved it in performances yeah. this season. New team, new belief. Team moving forward. Could be the could be it could be the moment we turn from nearly man to man. Yeah, it could. I know we've got a lot of players leaving at the end of the season. It's going to be 
it's totally a new look squad. I think next year, obviously, there's still going to be players still there, isn't there? But there's now a chance for this this group of players to to do something really special before they sort of, some players go their separate ways and they move on to different clubs. So, uh, so yeah, I, I hope so, Rob. I really do. I think you know it's what is it six or seven? I think it's seven games left now. So you know, a really big push now in these last seven games. And, you know, we could win five or six of those games and, and not make the top five. That's how, how tight it's going to be this season. That's how sort of brutal it is in, in the Super League this year. So uh, we've just got to keep winning and hopefully uh, things round us will go our way and uh, we'll, we'll sneak into the top five. What's the weather like? What's the weather going to be like on Sunday, Tom? Yeah, I'm not really paying much attention, to be honest. I'm going holiday for a couple of days. You're going where? On uh, I'm going on holiday. Well, not holiday. I'm going to Blackpool for two days on Monday. So I know it's going to be. My dad said to me it's going to be red hot. Yeah. It's got 27 on Monday and 30 on Tuesday. Yeah. But Sunday it's going to be 23 and cloudy. Oh, that's in Manchester. In Salford it's going to be 23 and cloudy. Same. <laughs> Where's well, only next door, isn't it? Sorry. Yeah. Is it is it big coat, small coat? No coat. No, it's going to be 23. No coat. Oh, I always take a coat, mate. I always take a coat. Okay. Yeah. Always I always take a coat from my pocket. That's fair enough. Um, <laughs> what's, your, what's your score prediction? I know you were you were close last week. What? Um, yeah, twenty two eighteen. I said yeah, last week. Morning to me, was it flying over in the corner? We only saw fans. Line up, probably ball in another dunk. Never mind, Dave. <laughs> Second yeah, no, 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 no. Well, to be honest with you, I'd, I'd have took 22-12. It's better than our points. I've sod my prediction. It's all about our points. <laughs> yeah, how many, how many times have you been? How many times have you been been in close? You've been, you've well, you've been close a few times, as well, haven't you? Inu, 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 Inu's missed two for you. Then the Warrington guy dropped one for you. Yeah, I've come, I've come close a couple of weeks running. Oh, yeah. So it's in the well, I'm going to go for another. Um, I'm going to go for another win this week. I'm going to go Salford 26, Catalan 16. 26, 16. Yeah. Right. So, after last week's performance, the boys are going to be full of confidence. Ian Watson knows how important this game is. Players know that it's a big game against a big club. Need a drum roll there, don't we? Need a drum roll. I think <laughs> we're going to go into the game firing. I think we're going to go into a bit of a lead early. Catalan will, will peg us back, but then we'll run away with it in the end. So, I'm going to go Salford 40, Catalan 20. 40 20. Ride Lannan to score twice. If he's in the okay. squad. Is he in the squad? He's in the squad, yeah. Is he in the Because he was struggling, weren't he, against Whiteham towards the end? I think he is, anyway. I've not, I've not had a proper look today, actually, but I'm sure he was in the squad. Is he in the squad? Yeah. Is it Lannan? Yeah, he's there. There he is. Lannan. So, yeah, that's what I reckon. Yeah. 40-20, Lannan scores twice in a, another fantastic Tolkien win. And I'll be there. Yeah, I'll have that. Nando. I'll, I'll go with that. <laughs> I'll go with that. Thought it's funny. And then we'll be we'll be we'll be in we'll be in the box seat. Then going into the the break, and then who knows where London we'll away. go after that. Yeah, yeah. Exciting times, mate. Really is pivotal couple of weeks now. This is it, and that's and that's what Super League is all about. It's, it's, it makes a change to where normally we're looking over our shoulder, are we? 
we're trying to chase somebody to get out of a bit of a mess we found ourselves in where now we're in the midst of the top aren't we and we're thinking if we win this one that catapults us in right in the midst of it you know what I'm saying yeah um, definitely so yeah it's exciting times to be a Salford Devils fan um, and hopefully more more to come so yeah. that's the end of this week's podcast Paul Friday night what's your plan for tomorrow anything exciting uh, training tomorrow mate training in the gym early Tomorrow with my mate, yeah, getting ready for uh, next uh, night. Uh, have you got a fight lined up? Or I haven't at the moment, no, I'm just waiting, just waiting for um, you know, one to come available so I keep ticking over and that. I enjoy my training and that. Yeah. Um, what else am I doing tomorrow? I'm seeing my dad tomorrow, I think, so uh, my dad's going to see one of his old friends for a pint, so I said I'd uh, chaperone him, give him a lift. Well, that's my day tomorrow, really. A bit of shopping. I think my missus wants to go to uh, is it MFI or home base or something like that. So. Yeah. Exciting stuff on a Saturday. Exciting. I've got, I've got a thing. I've got, I'm going to get awakening at um, Bowley. Saturday day. And then I'm going You're to... Going where, sorry? Awakening, which is like a kind of UFO... Oh, yeah, okay. ...thing that does like bowlers once a year. Quite exciting. Lots good good bowlers. Yeah, good place. We've got lots of lots of different stuff going on there, so I'll be I'll be there during the day, and then at night I'm going to Hale Festival. Oh, this one. Um, covering that for the radio, going to do interview interview with um, a band maybe. I've got no idea who's starring on it, um, but I'll figure that out when I get there. Oh, that sounds good. So that's uh, yeah, and then we'll obviously exciting weekend then end with a fantastic win. Uh, for all the devils against Catland Dragons, that's the that's around the weekend off, mate. Yeah, well, good. So that was a end of our fantastic podcast. Enjoyed that one, Paul. Another great show. Yeah, certainly did, mate. I know it's a bit late, and it's apologies to the listeners. We've had a bit on this week, haven't we? And your internet got broke. Was yeah. Was it your daddy breaking yeah. it? <laughs> what was he doing? Must have been nailing this time. <laughs> Cutting my grass, wasn't it? Cut my grass and got too close to the Ooh. wire and cut me wire but it's one of them it's one of them things um, Virgin Man came he's putting you need to get a gardener <laughs> yeah, no, I've, uh, I've, been, I've told I said, the, said to the Virgin guy who came today I said listen you need to reinforce that because my dad loves to cut the grass and if he gets in his way he doesn't, he, doesn't take, he doesn't take any prisoners so he put an extra piping around it so hopefully it won't happen again but it's back online now Paul the internet's working again and uh, I'll be able to put out this podcast maybe tonight which is a good happy days happy days mate happy days indeed so that's the end of this week's podcast I've been Rob Parkinson you can find us on Facebook Devil of Detail SRD you can find us on Twitter at DITD SRD and you can find us on SoundCloud iTunes and Radio Contact so thanks for listening and we'll see you next week